Right, mate. I can't get working on the app, but we'll just run like this. It's chill. Yeah, we, we'll just have to go like this. All right. So, I guess, I guess I'm going to have to do the intro, aren't I? Yeah, you can intro it. It's your, I mean, it's your podcast, yeah, so we'll go yeah, with you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Wog one football Twitter. Wog one guys. Wog two. Half time podcast. Nah, what's up, guys? It's the halftime talk um, with your hosts Adam and Joshua. Um, unfortunately, Jordan can make it because he doesn't know how to fucking use the app. Yeah. Um, but it'll definitely, it'll definitely be in next week's one. Yeah, he'll definitely be in next week's one. Uh, we can promise you that. Um, but no, uh, pretty much. We both have accounts on football Twitter. It's an absolute. Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a great place. Yeah, I mean, it is when you take dubs. It is when you take dubs like um, we do consistently. Um, apart from when I tweeted out that Laporte is better than Van Dyke this morning. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not a bad place. It's not a bad place until you get fucking hammered. Oh yeah, no, definitely. But um, no, how how long have you been on football Twitter for? So I've been on football Twitter on this account for about a week and a half, but my old account got bagged, and that was, I think I've been on football Twitter for about a month before that. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, I'll... yeah, that's alright. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, my account says that I made it in twenty seventeen. Uh, but like, it wasn't football Twitter back then. I was just using it, um, uh, you know, just to kind of keep up to date with stuff, yeah. and then I think. It was December of last year. I started posting uh, okay. stuff about like, on Twitter and all stuff. I think it was after a Man U game. Yeah, fair. Um, I, I I can't remember what it was. I think it was the Burnley Man U game where they lost. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I made a tweet with the in betweeners video where it was like, uh, you know, uh, when people ask me if I like football, I say yes, but not Burnley. Burnley can fuck off. Oh, so I've seen that. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I posted that video and it fucking it blew up and I was like, well if I can, you know, Use that. get followers and likes, yeah, and stuff just from that, app, then I can do this easily. Yeah. So now here we are. Here we are. On yeah. A random I'm about to Monday afternoon yeah. in April, well we're stuck inside. Oh yeah, no, how's how is quarantine going? I mean, you? well I started like a week before all the school shut down, like the school shut down on Friday, I started quarantine on the Tuesday, like my isolation on the Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah, because my brother had symptoms and that, so I've been in for like over a month now. Everyone else has just done about a month. I'm on about five, six weeks. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, I've, I've, oh, how long have I been inside for? I think it's been about a month and a bit yeah, now. It's been a bit I'd now. say. Like, yes. Yeah, Getting tense now, to be fair, and I'm I'm getting bored of playing Xbox. Well, that's how bad it yeah, is. Yeah, like you just like every night. I'm literally sat on football Twitter waiting for like two a.m. gamesies, and at like half, I'm <laughs> sat on Netflix. Like I've got nothing to watch now. I've watched basically everything. <laughs> literally, but definitely two a.m. games game. is better than fucking eight p.m. games because that's just like that's when all the kids who are like thirteen, the parents allow them to go on Twitter at eight p.m. and that's all they see. Yeah, but recently, you know, you know what's been vexing me about football Twitter, and this is the only thing that I've had against it recently, is actually you know there's two things, maybe three, but I don't want it to be a personal attack. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just say the first two things. But the first one is all these 
football Twitter accounts simping simp, over the simp girls. football Twitter. Oh my god. Oh day. <sighs> what? It is going to be the what? death of football Twitter. Just go on Tinder, man. Just go on Tinder. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear. And then the second thing. Um. Oh, what was the second thing? I'd probably say, which is it's only recent. I think it only started like yesterday. But it's the fucking. I'm in a group chat with Castro. Who wants to join? I'm like, fuck off, are yeah. you? It's like, well, you're not. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they can be because you can add anyone to a group chat. And I posted last night saying that he's probably in like 700,000. He probably doesn't like, check. You're not special. No. He doesn't check. He won't check him. He's got very Twitter. He can literally just decline all of them. Exactly. He's, he's not going to reply to any of them. And... It's just, you know, if if you go on Castro's stream, he obviously does interact with football Twitter, but he's never going to fucking join a group chat, like, ever. No, because it'll, it'll just... Because as soon as you join, you get all the notifications. Mm. Unless you're in our group chat, which no one ever speaks oh, in. Yeah, it's just dull. So. <laughs> football Twitter group chat coming soon. Oh, my God. Literally. But yeah. I think... With football Twitter, it is, it is a good place to be, uh, definitely. Yeah. At the moment, it's kind of like there's nothing to tweet about because nothing's happening other than the fact that we don't know if football's coming back soon. We're not sure. No. I saw the thing, wait, I saw the thing this morning. It's been seven weeks since my team last played a game, basically. Jesus Christ. So I support Red. Probably about I the same Redding. for us. Seven weeks since Redding have played, it's mental. Well, you support Redding? Yeah, man. I didn't even know that. I literally live like five minutes away from the Majeski Stadium. Mad. Yeah, I live <laughs> down the M4 a bit. So yeah, it's not that far. Jeez, so we're not even that far away from each other. I mean, right. we never, this is the first time we've probably yeah, spoke. spoken. Mad. Yeah. Sure, both of you. Literally. Oh, um, Jordan's literally just said, um, I'm in. Sorry about that. Oh, joke. All right, well, introducing Jordan will be in in a second. You can introduce Yeah, yeah he'll literally just join. Hang on. Right. I'm in. So sorry. It's alright. Uh, alright, okay. I just sent him a message saying it's alright. We started, but he can join in. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you're saying. Ah, oh, here he is. There he is, Jordan. You're right, mate. Nope. Hello. <laughs> okay. uh, you're right, mate. You're all right. Yeah, How are right. we doing? Oh, my life. 20 minutes late, what are you saying? Oh, you'd have been been better off going to sleep, wouldn't you? Oh, go away. Oh, Oh, God. Because I I downloaded the app last night. You can't join through the app, can you? No, yeah, yeah, you can. Thanks for telling me that now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've done it last night and then I went to sleep. And then I got up this morning just thinking I'll be, just do the podcast without actually telling myself I need to sign into the bloody thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, no, but we'll, we'll catch you on when we just, what we just spoke about. We were talking about um, just kind of football tour in general, like when we started and everything. When did you actually start on football tour? Um... Well, it'd have been a, a few years back now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how old are you? Um. Well, I mean, I'm 19. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I'm 24, so um, yeah, I started a, f a, a few years back now. What about you? Um, I, I mean, I got it in 2017, but I was on a football Twitter page until about, I don't know, like last Christmas. Oh, sorry, can I just uh, uh, ask you, who is it I'm speaking to there? Is it Adam? So this is, yeah, or... this is Adam. Yeah, you're Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, and what about uh, Joshua? When yeah, did you're you... right, mate. Yeah, you're right. When did you start? I started football Twitter about... So, my old account got bagged about a month ago. So, this account has been about for about a month. But my account before that was about, I don't know, like February time. So, I ain't been on football Twitter a long couple of months. All right. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm a bit younger than both of you, though. So, I mean... Yeah, I, well, I started, uh, it was about three or four years ago now I started. Um... Taking it, mate, taking lives on football Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Literally. at least I'm with you now, so. Yeah, uh, yeah it's all right. Vexes us about football Twitter and how people just simping on football Twitter. Yeah. I mean, they're so vexing all the time, just all over any, all any over, single all over my like, girl that posts. Yeah, literally every single time, any time of the day, there will be 30 football Twitter pages. Simp. <laughs> and I don't get uh, t Twitter will be Twitter, won't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's what it is, to be fair. Um, now, boys need some sort of help with it, don't they? Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just the fact that... I mean, we're, we're football Twitter, like, for a reason. And it's in the name. Like, it, you don't have to be stupid to understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, some, for some people, it's, it can be very difficult to understand. Yeah, no, that's true. But... Anyway, uh, Therese, um, how are we going to start this now? I mean, we kind of like already started literally just before you joined. Um, oh, but how long were you doing it before I joined? Because what was it like six minutes? Yeah, we've literally been, we'd only been like chatting properly about a couple of minutes. Yeah, it wasn't too long. All right, so oh, so I haven't missed much. No, 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 not 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 really. All right. Um, but no, it's all right. Um, I mean, I feel like I should have written down stuff that we could have gone through. Yeah, well, but... we talk about how obviously the football's gone now. It's been gone for about two months. Obviously, yeah, Corona coming about. Yeah, that's just it's ruined a lot of. Uh, I I wouldn't say like lives. I mean, obviously, apart from <laughs> the people that have lost loved ones. I mean that yeah. that's. But I mean, in the sense of what we do. Yeah, it's kind of ruined our content. Yeah, it's like... Hang on, just a second. Uh, is there, really? Has he gone? Well, it's like, obviously... Has he we've gone? We've still got to keep trying to churn out some sort of content about football. Yeah, well, t uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, this corona uh, virus is... I mean, it is... Uh, Thousands of lives across the world is 
destroyed. Yeah, it's getting millions now. It's like over. I saw it's like and globally, it's like over two million or something else. Like mental. I mean, it's and it's not only just. It's we need to remember as much as we love football. It's not. It's. I mean, it's not really a main football's only a small part in all this, really, really isn't it? Like, there's much more important things that are going on. Because I mean, even when you think when you think about how I was saying this on Twitter yesterday, when you think about how deadly this virus has been, I mean, Arteta got it, didn't he? The Arsenal manager. Yeah, he got it quite early as well. Hudson Odoi got it. I mean, these are these are quite quickly. These are people involved in the football. their managers, their Almost players. Like these, these untouchable people that you're never going to like meet or whatever are still getting it. Like they're still the I mean, normal person I think, that can still get corona. I mean, I think I, it was yesterday I saw Kevin De Bruyne say, um, he was, and he's been at home, uh, that he thinks he had it. Sorry yeah. about that, boys. So, That's all right. We're just saying about like how loads of like these big footballers and managers and people involved in the game are still getting corona, like how it's still like, doesn't matter who you are, you can still get it. Oh yeah, literally. Because when you you, uh, think about it, when this first um, was around, it was only really, we was only hearing it affects the elderly. Only affects the elderly or the really young and it's like very hard to catch. The underlying and, uh, health and issues, the, and the biggest and now, literally, the government like yeah anyone can get and it. the biggest problem I think um, there's talk about uh, playing in June, and the biggest yeah. problem the biggest problem with this virus is that a lot of people don't know they've got it. Yeah, it's the people that are have underlying like cases or whatever. It's like. The underlying symptoms that they think could just be a cold or hay fever, whatever this time of year, and it's like no, they're I like mean, a carrier. I can't, um, and I, I mean, I go back to, um, I go back to when I, um, I, it was announced that Arteta had it, um, and if you remember, it wasn't. It was only about an hour or so before then. Boris Johnson come out and said that Premier League games um, could still go ahead. Yeah, they're yeah. plans to go ahead. And he was again, in that, like, and, and that was on a, and that was on a like, Thursday. Now, if if Arsenal um, had played their game that weekend, and Arteta had it, he'd be giving it to whoever their whoever their man, the opposition manager was that weekend. Yeah. Because I remember, because he, he got it, didn't he, off, after playing the Olympia, that uh, Greece Olympia? Yeah, office. yeah, it was back then. Yeah, when they went out there to play them. Yeah, and then. Their game against City, I remember, was meant to be on the Friday night or something. That got cancelled first. Yeah, yeah, it did. The other games I, were still no, scheduled think, to be on. No, uh, I think what happened was that was on uh, Arsenal was supposed to be playing when against Man City on the Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that was cancelled. And then it was the Thursday that Boris Johnson come out and said um, the Premier League games for the weekend can go ahead. And it was that evening that Arteta it was announced that Arteta had it, so that's when the Premier League cancelled the games for the weekend, yeah. wasn't it? But it's not even like just Premier League, so it's like all these like clubs being told, "Oh yeah, wait till June, wait till June." And it's like stats are come out that not one like League One or League Two side are going to have the money 
to keep pay, pay, paying all their staff. No, they're not going to be able to survive and for a long time. And they liquidate because three months is too long to go out without any gate receipts or, like, Sky money because you still get money for being on, like, the Super Saturday and Sky and that. Yeah, I can't remember. I saw this morning um, a, f- a football, uh, like, an official football team tweet out that none of their players are going to be paid at all um, until this is all players, over. The players must have agreed to it, which is very good on them as well. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Most of them are multi-millionaires. Even in the lower divisions, they're still, like, you know, still getting quite a bit. Money. A lot of the more experienced pros are, like, well coming out and saying, yeah, we'll take the wage. But, like, I support Reading, and one of our players, Charlie Adam, has, like, mm. he said, oh, yeah, my contract's out of, like, his contract's out in June, or the end of yeah. May, start of June. But he's like, I'll still play the football in June time for Reading, because, obviously, he's been signed here all season. And it's like, but he understands that some of the younger players who con- whose contracts might be out at the end of the season might want to be like, well, no, I'm out of contract. I want to go play elsewhere and earn more money. Yeah, it's true. It's like, how does transfer windows and that really work? Is going to be the interesting thing. It's like, because you can't have a transfer window that starts in July, but the season's like just finished. Players need to have their rest. <laughs> Yeah, this is. I mean, it also does. In my opinion, I feel like it does create. It, there's some good that comes from it. It creates good opportunities for the younger players, players to keep to kind of in. yeah, pretty much gives them time to still like develop, train from. Home. Oh yeah, like there's still so much. They have big houses anyway. Like there's still enough space for them to train at home and do like ball stuff or whatever. It's like, yeah, definitely. And I think with the sheer amount of time that we've had away from football. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite amazing to see um, teams come back because it, there's gonna be some players that are physically fitter than they were before. Yeah, and it's like players with injuries. It's like they're gonna come back, be fit, and then you're gonna have these stadiums that will be full. Like, oh, obviously, I thought every game will sell out. Like, every single game. I mean, you and I live near fairly like near, near Reading. I still think like if we don't sell out, even though we're not like a big club, or whatever. If we don't sell out first week back, then it's a disappointment. I'll be surprised if if the Majeski doesn't st- uh, sell out. To be fair, to be fair, I think all the plastics will still turn up as well. So I mean, that'd be decent. I mean, I don't support Reading, but I feel like you t- that first game back, I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. Like to be fair, I'm in a privileged position for because I do. I have a role within the club where, where if games go behind locked door, behind closed doors, I'll still be able to go. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's good to be fair. Um, so, like, I you know, feel quite yeah. privileged to be in that position. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like they had to like email yeah. out and be like, "Are you still happy to come in to work or whatever?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." But a lot of people won't be in that position, and yeah. obviously, not all games are going to be. Um, put on Sky Sports or or, or whatever. Yeah, well, um, that, so. you can't, well, Mike Ashley, I think he's thought tactically because they were like they've been arguing since last summer about like like fifty million or some shit. Because it's like Jesus. Mike Ashley wanted three hundred and fifty million, and uh, was it called Donis wanted to pay three hundred million, and now he's like just agreed to set up because I guess he needs the money. Yeah, I mean another thing about money. What are we thinking about Newcastle, <laughs> mate? I'd. I think a lot of their fans are getting ahead of themselves, but I mean, I can see why I would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a Tottenham supporter with uh, an owner that hardly likes taking his wallet out of his pocket or spending any money. Oh, I'll come in on this. Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle should be excited for their future yeah. of their club. 
I think I won't be surprised if they make a signing. <laughs> uh, well, they're already, they're already apparently in contract talks with and, Vidal from Barcelona. And did you see? Um, and did you see the rumours a little earlier today about po- Pochettino? Yeah, no, I haven't actually. He's, going. Rumored, he's going to be rumoured with Newcastle now. Hundred. No way. Yeah, but so is that um, Max Allegri from Juventus. Mm. Or last season he's at Juventus. He's been linked with going to um, Newcastle. Jeez. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Adam. Um, you know, I'm a Spurs supporter. Yeah. And um, I mean, obviously, Joshua. I mean, you can come in on this, but. Um, as a Spurs fan, um, and I tweeted this uh, not long ago, actually. Um, when you think about us us being in the Champions League final, like only last June, and here yeah. we are, and here we are today talking about a manager who got us there going to Newcastle. Because oh, they're yeah, potentially going to be showing more ambition to succeed on the pitch than a club that got to a Champions League final. Yeah, like yeah. you couldn't make it's it up. Could to think, you? Isn't it? Like, I guess as Spurs fans, you got to be worrying because that's like another new hit who's going to be a super club who's going to be on your tail. And also, and also, I said on Twitter. I mean, we talk about um, trying to get to which start winning trophies. But I can safely say, in my honest opinion, if we keep the owners that we've got, we're going to fall behind Leicester, Wolves, Everton. But that's the thing. And we're going to consistently... Gonna because they've just spent so much on this new stadium. They're going to want to reap that money back, aren't they? We're going to consistent... I mean, look, Sheffield United's first season in the league and we're, we've fallen behind them. Yeah, to be fair, I watched Sheffield United. Um, we played Sheffield United in the FA Cup not, not not that long ago, and obviously I was there. And they are like, even though we took them to extra time, they are a good side. Like that Sander Burge player is a quality player. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying Sheffield. Of course, Sheffield United are a good side. Um, but it just doesn't seem. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how we've got into the position of being where we are. Yeah, like you I must mean, be worried now. Like Newcastle being taken over, Leicester have still have a lot of money, and they've got a good young side coming through with the experience of Vardy, who just scores goals and doesn't seem to age. And then it's like, yeah. And then you've got this wolf side who are ever developing, and they have Mino Raiola, who's going to just get any good Portuguese player to go basically to go to Wolves. Pretty much, they're they're pretty much the. Uh, it's it's crazy. There's so many teams that at the start of the season you go, they'll get relegated, and now they're like top, like they're top five. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like Sheffield United bringing through these young players, and it's like, how has this happened? Like, what's going on here? And then you like you and Chelsea now must all be like looking behind behind yourselves and being like. Wait, these teams are coming to take our Champions League spots. Do you know? I feel like Chelsea oh. are in a good position, though. I, I'm sorry to interrupt, okay. but Chelsea are in a good position. Bringing in Frank Lampard, 
He's done wonders for the club. He really has. Yeah. The, the young players that he's got in, you know, Billy Gilmore, Mason Mount, all of the, you know, Tammy Abraham, Hudson Odoi, they're just they're performing consistently. It's not like they've had two games where they've been decent. They've performed consistently, and that's all down to Frank Lampard and what he's been doing with them in the it, like on the training ground. Yeah, that, that, that's all it is. See, and his experience really just it's amazing. But with us, I don't. I I mean, there's there's three players that I'd say. Uh, that are decent, um, you know, in our, in our youth system uh, that have come through for Tottenham, and that's Tanganga. Uh, Troy Parrott is doing all right. Um, actually, saying that, I can't even think of the third because we we just we can't can, bring through these can youth just, players and then perform. Can I just pick you up on that um, about our youth players? Um, I don't know when it was during the season, but Daniel Levy come out and said. Um, that we have a uh, we have a certain DNA in our changing room, and we like to bring through youth players. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I mean, when you look at Arsenal's youth, look how I mean, look at their year. youth, and they can still and they can still buy Aubameyang, Lacazette, where, whatever you think about them, whether you think they're world class or not. They can still go out and buy these players, and we're ri- and yeah. we're richer than them. So it's because that stadium costs so much more than expected. Is the issue? Yeah, and it took longer than expected as well. So it's not like and, it was going to be built he, when we thought it would and be, got, and we'd have the time to make the money and back. Levy got a bonus for that, didn't he? <laughs> he gets a bonus for everything he does. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, you can just. To be fair, he could probably just walk over and be like, yeah, can I have a bonus for what? No reason. Yeah, go on and have it. Like <laughs> And that's 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 the thing about this club is Levy, he doesn't he, yeah, I mean we've brought in some great players recently, you know, La Celso, uh Bergewein, you know, all of this stuff. Um and you know, I would say end on ballet, but he hasn't been performing too well. But he's he, he's looking good. Yeah. But there's you know, and the I'd say they're not they're not top top class players, but they fit into Tottenham and they play well, and they're kind of our play style. They fit into it. But whereas you know, Man, you were talking about Sanjo, who you look at it and you think, you know, is he going to fit into that team? They can they can bring in these these players that don't can you know they don't need great players around them to perform. Whereas yeah. as Tottenham, we need players to rely on other players yeah, so, like we, it, that's the you thing keep, also, you keep like relying on Kane to almost step up back 30 goals a season and that's sort of your attack but it's like yeah. he keeps getting these occurring injuries every year and it's like you know I mean uh, and but that's why I brought um, the Arsenal into it the Aubameyang Lacazette um, and I'll keep saying this even when Harry Kane's in even when he's fully fit, right? If if we want to show any ambition, we've got to go and get another striker, regardless of whether he gets injured or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there's no point having like Laurent. He's like, our only striker in the Champions League, but it's like you can't, you can't. I think for the last two or three seasons now, he's been out for a period of time during the season yeah and then it's like 
because it's all it's all well good saying oh son can step up and that but like this season proves what if he gets injured yeah i mean it's over i mean you've got 38 league games you've got champions league you've got fa cups to have one striker is ridiculous it's beyond and me. The, a club of our uh, caliber, and well. I tell you what, um, can't bring in and another And I tell striker. you what, if Harry Kane does want to go, and he's going this summer, we've got no bloody strikers. The issue if you tempting a world class striker is the fact that yeah, you're going to be world class and you're probably going to be our first choice. If Harry Kane's not fit, the rest of the time you're going to be second choice. I feel it's like tempting that world-class striker like a Haaland who you could have gone after in January. But then is he going to want to spend half the time on the bench because Harry Kane's going to play? And then he loses his head. The, the, the player that's consistently sat on the bench, who's Harry Kane's backup for whenever he gets injured or whatever, they're, they're going to be sat on the bench losing their mind and they're not going to be in the right mindset. So when they do play, but they don't perform. But we, exactly. But we should... Um... We should get a striker who's going to push Harry Kane, um, regardless of. He's not yeah, like... that's what Lorente kind of did well because when he came in at the back end of last season, when Kane did get injured, like, he did play well. But it's like, how often can you rely on a however, like, however old he is, Fernando Lorente to perform? Yeah, and I mean, I criticised. I was very. I was very angry with um, Pochettino for bringing Kane back in the Champions League final. Yeah, I think that was a bad decision. Uh, it, well, t- I mean, to drop a guy who got a hat-trick in the se- single-handedly got us into the final was beyond belief. Yeah, but more was yeah. kicking himself, like fuming. But then he's rushing Kane back because <laughs> he's, he is our only striker. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just interesting to see, like, if Kane does go for... He's rumoured to be going for, like, 150, 200 million to United. But United fans don't want to pay that anymore for Harry Kane. Like, where's the... The only feasible place I see him going is either United or he goes abroad. It would... Yeah, I mean... Do you trust trust Levy to bring in another world-class striker who's going to score 20-plus goals a season? I, I would love to have faith in, in the chairman of our of our club and be like, yeah, 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 that's fine. He can do that. He'll, he'll work wonders. He'll find someone for us. But I think, I mean, not even being a Tottenham fan, <laughs> he's not. Because look at the past strikers that we've brought in. Soldado, you know. <laughs> I, I just need to say that one name. and, that, and that, Exactly. Players that we've brought in and you just think, why, Levy? Like, why, why have, why have you done that? class. Yeah, exactly. We want to score goals. We don't, you know, we're starting to become a club that has these amazing players like like we had Bale and Modric and all this stuff. And then we sell them off for loads and then Levy profit, like he, get, think, he gets some of the money from it. And then we replace them with a mediocre and average I think he's, but It's becoming like a selling club. And I think yeah. um, another thing that Levy said, I mean, bloody hell, the things that Levy said, but Another thing that he said was um, that uh, if we 
if we don't get the Champions League next season, that will reduce our transfer budget. Reduce it to what? You when, spend money anyway, really. That's my point. And it's like, as a fan, when you have to sit there listening to that or seeing that, I mean, what I mean, what hope does it give about at the club's future? I mean, all you have to do is look at the manager, really. Like, Mourinho, other than that City game where he literally Jose Mourinho to Man City, where he, like, <laughs> two on target, two goals, whatever it was. Like, do you trust Mourinho to get the players he wants? Not really, because they're probably going to cost a lot. Do you trust him then to get that side winning? Probably not. He lasts two seasons at max, really, at high performance. Like, it's a ticking time bomb with Mourinho. Like, if he doesn't win you anything, it's just been a joke appointment, really. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. But if you look at Mourinho, and, you know, this isn't me defending him because, you know, I mean, his, his record speaks for itself. Um, and the clubs that he's been to, he's won a trophy wherever he's been. <laughs> but coming into a team like Tottenham, we... You know, we need that extra push. It's not like he came into the Man U side and they already had a world-class, well, I say world-class, but they had, they had, a, they had a good team yeah. that was already winning trophies prior to his appointment, whereas we haven't won anything apart from the Audi Cup. Yeah. I mean, he went into that um, United side who had literally just won an FA Cup under Van Gaal. And then he's coming to this side who's just won an Audi Cup and lost to Liverpool in probably the most boring Champions League final. Yeah, heads have dropped. Heads, heads have dropped since then. To, and uh, it's now his job is his job to replace players to be and on, then help the ones whose heads have dropped. To be honest, yeah. to be honest with you, uh, watching Spurs, our heads, I mean, our heads dropped, I would say, a long time before that Champions League final. Um, if you go back to the February in that season when we played Burnley away, I think we was like mm. four points off the top then, weren't we? Yeah. And then we lost that game. And then in the league, we were four points in February off the top. And then by the end of the season, we finished one point above Arsenal to finish in the top four. That's yeah. Like, that's how like, dramatically that we... That's you how had dramatic good it nights, felt. Didn't you? Yeah. you had two um, very good nights with City away and Ajax away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was in. I mean, because we have to remember, we lost the home game against Ajax in the Champions League, and for the first half of that, we in the second half game, we were getting destroyed. Yeah, you're two 0 down, and, weren't you? You went two 0 down. Yeah, and three 0 down on aggregate, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, I think I know we. I mean, getting listen, getting to the Champions League final was amazing. Um, that night in against Ajax was the most memorable as a Spurs fan for sure. Oh yeah, that will stay with a lot of fans but I, forever. But really. I do definitely feel that there was a even before then, you could watching us play, you could see that it was a team steadily on the decline. I don't know if yeah. you yeah. feel that. No, I de- I definitely saw it in in how we played, and I, I I kind of do this thing that when I watch the games, instead of watching how like. The, the play that's going on. I kind of watch an individual player and I'm thinking, he's, he's not all there in his head. He's not all there. He's, he's, yeah, he's not done. He's, yeah. 
And I saw that with a lot of the players. It was probably about nine out of 11 of the players on the pitch. And that was in a semi-final. And I was just thinking, you know, Lucas Moura got us through single-handedly. And obviously people are going to be like, it was the team we played well. No, Lucas Moura was in the right places it's at the right time. And Moura made some, Moura capitalised on three chances, really. Exactly. That's all it was. And yes, I mean, Deli Ali got and... a couple of, you know, assists and all this stuff. And we were, you know, but look at it. it we were two, it was 2 all, um, and then 3 2 on aggregate. And it was like the last few minutes. And Hakim Ziyech hit the post. That could have very easily gone in. And then that would have been it over. The tie, yeah. Yeah. And when you think to the Man City game, Sterling's last minute um, winner that was ruled out. Uh, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, VAR. Literally, Aguero was oh, like yeah. a centimetre offside. Uh, but again, that's that's not us being solid at the back. That's us getting lucky through the appointment of VAR coming into big games like that. Obviously, it is the right decision at the end of the day, but at what cost is it a right decision? Uh, a couple of millimetres, like... Mm. Obviously, looking back at it, you're thinking, yeah, thank God for VAR. But it's like, no, to be honest... Thinking about, like... Oh, sorry. No, you go. You no, go. sorry, sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say, to be honest, I, I'm totally against that. Um, or oh, if you big toenails offside and... Oh, yeah. just re- it's yeah, I think it. it should only be used for like penalty decisions and free kick decisions and red cards. I don't think it should be used for offsides. Oh yeah, for, I would say for challenges, for potential handballs, but in the offside sense, the whole point of the linesman's job is to flag it if he feels like it is offside. There is no need for us to go to oh. uh, you know technology oh. system to you know have that done because the linesman will just lose his job. There's no point in him being there if he can't just raise the flag when he feels like it is offside. Literally, the whole thing is they can draw straight lines with a computer to see if someone's offside by a couple of millimetres. And mm. it's like, realistically, if you think about it, get what like a liner's not going to get his ruler at me. Oh, yeah, you're three millimetres offside. Like, he's just going to see it by eye, and that's what they have to do. Exactly, and that's, that's how it's always been. There's no point changing it now because it causes uproar and tension in the whole football community. So we should have just left it how it was and... Yes, bring in VAR for challenges and all this stuff because it does help the ref see things that he can't see from a certain angle, like a dirty challenge or a handball or whatever. But when you, you're you effectively taking the linesman's job away, then there's no point in being there. It's a video assistant referee. It's not a video assistant linesman. No, exa- exactly, exactly. And VAR, I mean... <laughs> um, it's still getting decisions wrong, isn't it? And oh, at yeah. the end of the day, yeah. well, that I was, mean, brought, again, that was what it was brought in for to get decisions side, but... right. Yeah. Like, City, you you boys at City way early in this season obviously profited from it again, which is quite funny with the handball in the last minute. But it's like, decision like that is fine. But if it's like, oh yeah, there was someone's shoulder was offside in the build-up to a goal, like, sorry... It's not like he can just recede his shoulders by like a millimeter. No, not at all. Like, it's like yeah, any part that can score the goal. Yeah, but if his kneecaps off, so I don't think it's going to bounce off his like that millimeter of his kneecap and go. No, if the ball's on the floor and his knee is offside or his head is offside, then I don't I don't see that as as being offside because he's not going to score with either those parts of his body and he's in a natural position. 
if he's like you know if if it's his foot or his leg you know whatever then yeah but but apart from that no but they're never going to scrap it like I've got mates who are Italian they're like VAR's been in the Serie A for a couple of seasons now and they're like when it first came in it was a joke and it was like how it's been in the Premier League but it has got better oh yeah you get used to it yeah 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 but it's never going to like football referees are never going to get every decision pinpoint like Everyone knows that. Like, obviously, I've watched a lot of Championship football this season, and referees make a lot of terrible decisions. Yes, but that's part of the game. But that's part, of, part the of the game is is being sat in the stands and going, "Oh, ref, you know, fucking hell, what are you doing? Yeah, you, you know, what's not- going on there?" That's part of the game. It's not like they go straight to VAR. They've got the perfect, correct decision, and that's it. You, we, we, as football fans, we love the controversy. I can't even speak. We love the controversy of. Yeah. Was it a handball? Was he offside? Was that a foul? Should that have been a red card? Should have been a yellow? <coughs> we love that. We don't like having to go straight to a computer and being like, that's your, yeah, that's that, the answer. That's what we're going with. Yeah, at home on Sky Sports, because they're just watching it. They're basically just watching the telly anyway. They're just watching a screen of what they've already seen. Mm. Exactly. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's become such a big part of the game now. And... You know, loads. I, I, I think it's the clubs that invest into having the technology, isn't it? Am I right in saying well, that? Um, the clubs have to, obviously, for like the technology right, to be yeah. in the grounds. But a lot of it is like it's done through like that Stockley Park and that, whether it's house hosted. But it's like for them to just have the referees there and the VAR there, it's so much more money because it's TVs, it's screens. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's electronics. It's well, like, what I'm trying to get at is the fact that it's been invested into. And the, the however many millions, you know, have gone into it, they're not just going to have it for, you know, we've had it for, what, most of the season now. They're not just going to go, uh, yeah, the fans don't really like it, so we'll scrap it. That's not all they're going to do. Yeah, not going to do it. And there's so much, like, there's going to be an advertisement at some point for the VAR. It's going to be a sponsor behind it who is going to back it all the way. And stuff. It's like, well, there's not much they can really do about it now. But, no, not But it's all. funny, though, isn't it? Because when... Uh, when football is on and you're getting VAR decisions and it goes against you, we're all moaning and and all that. But when we're sitting here today, when there's nothing on, you'd you'd have VAR. You'd you'd have football. You'd have VAR every yeah. day of the week for the football to be on, wouldn't you? Yeah. But then again, it's that whole thing of it's situational, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very situational. Whereas you know, you know, obviously us being stuck inside, haven't had football for a long time now. We'd we'd take anything. But yeah. if if you think to when we when we were midway through the season and things would go in, you know, what was VR, VAR was going on, we we would we would love to, you know, have someone say, yeah, we're not going to use VAR. But it's, it's it's that's it. It's set in stone now. I feel, and it's, it's it, not going anywhere. It's here to stay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we've just got to get used to that yeah. as football fans, as the players as well. I, um, I think, uh, how long yeah. to be honest, referees anyway. To be that's honest, the next thing that's going to go, they're just going to get rid of referees and longos. To be honest with you, I think um, we've got to get used to VAR. I think, um, given obviously the situation that we're in now, I think once football does return, I do think that people are just going to be putting up with it, really. 
Yeah. I don't. Like, we'd all rather have VAR in the football beyond than not have VAR and just be stuck with me. Yeah, every single yeah. day of the week. So. Definitely. It's It's a shame that it's coming, but in some factor, I am, I am thankful for it. Um, as a lot of football fans are as well, but it's it's just uh, you know it, it's just time. We've got to give it yeah. time, um, and I'm sure that once it is a big part of football, which it already is, um, we'll, it will just be that. That will just be the It'll game. It'll just be normal. It'll be like a normal thing, like a normal occurrence. Is I oh, will go to VAR. Yeah, definitely. But you know. <laughs> That's all it is, really. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we've got anything else really to talk about this episode. Really, it's been a good pilot episode. It has actually been a good episode. We'd rather have VAR than a lockdown, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But no, I th- should, should we stop the podcast? Uh, yeah, it's been a good. I th- I th- I th- yeah. Yeah. So Jordan's on time next time next week. Yeah, yeah, Jordan, get 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 in here straight away. Uh, what time? What time will it be next time? We'll go three o'clock. Uh, yeah, three o'clock on Monday right, next I'll week again. I'll speak to you at twenty past three. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, then, boys. Now, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll be back. Uh, this, you know, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday, and then the episode after this, it'll be next Wednesday and the next Wednesday. And then when football comes back, we'll have loads more to speak about. And I'm sure the episodes will be a lot longer. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Can't wait to be back, to be fair. Yeah, right. it'll be good. But um, anyway, see you yeah, later, boys. Good. And uh, yeah, see, see you, you later. Soon. Take care. See you later, lads. See you. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.